0: hit strike fist of fury
1: good good strike or, or ironic that you said fist of fury considering what's coming up in this episode
0: i don't know what that is so uh, but i'm 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 excited about it
1: So, uh, welcome everybody to episode thirty-five, which baffles me that we've got that many episodes out. But welcome to episode thirty-five of I understood that reference. Oh wow!
0: Yeah, but you, you, you've actually been putting these episodes out. <laughs> I thought these were just going to the the Ross personal collection. I didn't realize you were the, broadcasting. You didn't, you didn't tell me this. Are people listening you to these?
1: <laughs> you don't want to see what's in the Ross personal collection. Oh, Let's be honest about that, no, one, okay? Not that kind of worms. <laughs> no. how are you buddy how are things
0: i'm not too bad man i've had a, a a wild weekend of again staying in the house but i was um having a few beverages and i did have a good time doing that so um back to the grind this week and you know uh, i I guess i'm just i'm glad monday shoes are over let's put it that way
1: <laughs> that is fair um i'm actually off for a few days now and i'm going to go to the giants causeway
0: good god
1: yeah yeah never been it's gonna be awesome i hope so there there, there. you go hmm nice uh nice trip within Ireland it's in Northern Ireland obviously but there you go
0: but um for those listeners who don't know what the Giant's Causeway is it's this mad looking uh rock ge- geographic rock formation where um it's almost like these perfectly shaped hexagonal pillars of different heights stacked and lined up against each other that's all made of like uh, basalt, I think, is it? Is is that the rock type? To get specific, what a
1: beautiful way you just described that! Yeah. Jesus Christ, hexagonal diamond rock faces, Jesus Christ! Like, I'm like, I can't wait to go now. Just oh, based on, <laughs> on that description,
0: <laughs> did you know you did you didn't realize that's what why you were going? You're like, oh, I just go to this. It's this big. It's this big motorway. You thought you were going to. No, it's it's a rock formation. And the story behind it is, as is always the the fun part with these ancient Irish myths, is that um it was the start of a bridge. Uh, from, from, I think giants were building a bridge to connect uh, that north corner of Ireland to Scotland I can't remember what dissuaded them but they stopped building the bridge obviously because they got a few metres and they're like, feck this shite we're not doing this <laughs>
1: probably the weather let's be yeah, honest it's probably, it was the, probably weather. the weather
0: they ran out of stones i think was the was the issue
1: <laughs> they used too many of them yeah. making the hexagonical yeah, t- th- things like, like
0: oh, do we ha-? look he says like okay barry listen i know you're you're a big fan of these hexagonal rocks but you need <laughs> I, are you sure we have enough because we're, we're doing it with one type and one type only we can't mix and match the, the stone type here and he's like oh i've got plenty i was working all last night making these lovely <laughs> hexagons <laughs> And they get about five meters, and then he's like, "Barry, you're a fucking idiot." You. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he came back the next day, like, oh, what, what, Barry? What the fuck is this? Yeah, what, what is this? <laughs> what the hell is this shit? It looks like
0: a jigsaw puzzle. This is not a bridge or a road. It's. It- yeah,
1: this is neither. We can literally do nothing with this. <laughs> like, he's
0: like, "Yes, well, in." about 60,000 years, it'll be a great
1: tourist attraction. Yeah, just you wait to see the amount of money I'm going to bring oh, in yeah. <laughs> in a long time coming.
0: They might even put it in Game of Thrones. They're like, what is
1: that? <laughs>
0: just you wait. Just you wait. But I think you're going to have a great time because that's just a gorgeous part of the country,
1: as is most of the yes, country. Yes, I, I, I actually cannot wait, to be honest. It's Good. been obviously a long time since I've been been very far from Dublin. So it would be cool. It'll be interesting.
0: Well, you've, you've, you've branched out a bit. You did some camping. You did some, you did some uh, row boating now you're gonna do some you're gonna do some rocking about that's what you'll be doing
1: nice some rock and roll ah
0: you are some piece of work
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's that's what you are some piece of work okay okay that's probably enough absolute fucking shit talk from us let's uh i mean jesus uh yeah so there's just two little bits of housekeeping uh that i'm gonna go through and the first one is that last episode we had the cast of Thirty Rock versus the cast of Parks and Rec? Mm. Now, Rob, you argued for the cast of Parks and Recreation. I did. I argued for the pa- the cast of Thirty Rock, but the listeners voted and decided with we- you, Rob, seventy five percent of people seventy five percent. Yeah, oh,
0: that is decisive, buddy. I, I I know you're probably gutted, but I knew. I knew when people listened to the John Ralphio case, they were like, "Yeah, you can't stop that man. He's a talisman." Also, they just—it's just—it's just there's just more there's more of a skill set yeah, across that cast. I believed in it. I believed in it then. I believe in it now, and I will always <laughs> believe in it.
1: <laughs> I feel like when you said that you uh, you did the Obama thing when he puts his like thumb over his over yes. his index finger and he, was doing that. I believed in it then, and I believe in it now.
0: Barack Obama. uh he, he's very short. That timbre. He he kind of does that. He he cuts off his own words to allow for his own pause. And it's my God, does that man appreciate the value? of a good pause good i was i <laughs> i was hoping you'd say nothing and we just leave just this amazing moment of silence <laughs> so if you want to edit that in feel free
1: <laughs> uh, that will not be happening i'm wrong oh yeah well, me, okay. people don't listen to us for silence let's be honest about that don't listen to us for anything <laughs> that's yeah that's for, that, that's also true but look again we did come at number 11 in the podcast top 50 okay oh yeah and hopefully um, by the time this episode is released there'll be a new one out so we might be on it we might not be on it let's see what happens but thank you to anybody who did vote for us
0: oh well yes thank you thank you friends now
1: <gasps> second bit of housekeeping is a fun new game we're oh. going to bring in oh. <laughs> that, that, that side did you poo yourself uh, what I, how
0: do you know i i i i mean no no <laughs>
1: So basically, we have a fun new game of bingo that people can play along as they listen to the episode. Basically, I've created a list of things that me and Rob might say quite frequently sometimes we do sometimes we don't you can even use this on old episodes to have a bit of a laugh that's true but basically i've I've created a list i think there is like 16 or something like that yeah 16 things on a bingo card the link will be available on the twitter place and on the website so you'll be able to find it i'll give you an example of one so there's like ireland which we've already talked about someone swears we've already sworn so basically You'll click the link, you'll get a little bingo card, and just play along with the episode. So every time something happens, click it off. If you get four in a row, what you can do is either send it in to us and DM us a picture of it, um, and we'll give you a shout-out on the next episode. And if you want to make it really interesting, I mean, you can do it like a game. You can you can like do a, have a drink every time you get four in a row or something like that. But just it'll be a little bit of fun for you.
0: Yes, or even any time you get anything, just, just drink. Because then you'll be doing basically what Ross and I are
1: doing during the episode. Do you know what, Rob? <laughs> with that, with that, <laughs> ah, that was a nice uh, whiplash rollover. Oh God! Oh no! Oh, sorry, that almost spilled over. Uh, it's a delicious rollover from Whiplash that I was drinking. Oh, it's very fantastic. good! Fantastic. But yeah, everybody, download the, the the bingo cards and give it a shot. Mm. And hopefully it'll work. Maybe it won't. We don't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we never will. Maybe. What's hilarious is you have put Ross. Rob says Lucy Goosey here. I was like. I'm not surprised that's on it. I mean, that's 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 a surefire for basically every episode. If you're listening back to them, um. So now I'm I'm actually am so conscious about that phrase now. I'm like I definitely say that phrase far too much. I need to just <laughs> I need I need to add to my I don't know my vernacular.
1: Nah, no, don't don't worry. But listen, as you proved earlier, which are hexagonal diamonds lattices, your vernacular is is pretty okay, man. Don't worry about it.
0: Oh, thank you, buddy. Ah, uh, do you know what? I'll just keep it loosey-goosey.
1: So, uh, <laughs> to move on away from all this... <laughs> I'm waiting for my bubbles to go down on this alcohol, and then I'll drink. But, today we're going to do kind of a bit of a special episode. We're not going to do our usual multitude of segments. But we're just going to talk about, probably about time we did this, but our favourite comic book movies in, in a variety of categories, which I have I have created, and as usual not told Rob about until right now when he's about to find out. Hooray! So this is going to be interesting because I think there's going to be, uh, could be some similarities, but I do think there's going to be some differences here too. So, oh I'm just going to jump straight in with the first one and this is probably the most obvious one. So, Rob, that's oh. my dramatic pause that uh, wasn't there earlier. So, <laughs> oh. what? Yeah, what is your favorite Marvel Cinematic mm. Universe film. Oh, and, and obviously why? I mean, yeah. <laughs>
0: oh, I thought, I'd get a, I thought I'd get away from this pretty easily. I think on balance I have to default to the one that I always find so reliable and just e- easily rewatchable. Um, and it's Winter Soldier. I join S.H.I.E.L.D. to protect people. You have to, to build a better world sometimes means tearing the old one down and that makes enemies that for me was the that was the that was that was the point that set me along this path of okay captain america is firmly the coolest person in this uh whole franchise or at least can have his he is capable of the most interesting stories i feel certainly from the individual character standpoints now of course like the 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 series of films has grown from strength to strength like like the whole mcu sort of saga but that really was a turning point of wow these films now have some serious caliber for me like the you start with iron man iron man's a great launching point it's quite run the middle though it's quite straightforward the first captain america film pretty heartwarming lovely period piece but jesus feckin winter soldier knocked my socks off when i saw it in the cinema it was so entertaining so that's that's always the one for me. I think that kind of and that set me on this path of well, wow, I've real appreciation for Captain America, I never thought that would ever happen as a character in these films. I, I thought he would be too placid or boring, or you know, t- too much of a goody two shoes. And he it, it turns out he's so complex, and the, the 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 villains that he comes up against are very complex well by comparison. And he it just it builds on the character in such an interesting way that it's hard for me not to go back to that film as my favorite. I feel. How about you?
1: So. As I said, there is going to be some similarities here, and for me, <laughs> yep, it has to be Winter Soldier. I mean, it just—it's it's interesting because look, this is a difficult choice because there is. Oh yeah, yeah.
0: I don't come to that. I don't think either of us came to the decision lightly. Nor did we just pick it because Captain America is kind of the namesake of the podcast. I want to make that clear. Yeah, also.
1: but let's be honest about this. It, It's—it realistically, it is our love for Captain America to Winter Soldier. ...that made us create this podcast. Because remember me and you... just ...especially on Christmas days... ...we'd just randomly text each other... ...because I would always watch Winter Soldier... ...on Christmas Day. And we would just talk about it for hours. And that scene... ...obviously where Bucky and Cap... ...are like fighting on the freeway... ...and we would just text back and forth... repeatedly oh, about it. Oh my
0: god. <laughs> this is a toss tossing knife from hand to hand. And of course then... ...it's all built on these... ...like really like... it. You can, ...I feel like... ...the same reason... ...like the Dark Knight trilogy was a success... Is because just having it a bit more grounded, like you can relate to, like the okay, that is just about physically possible what they're doing. Because once it becomes this big CG fest, you know, where the characters are doing just completely impossible, super heroic things, you know, I think I think you lose that connection with them a little bit. I think it's they're too beyond the realm of what a, a person can do. Whereas there's some really good grounded, just flashy just slick icy kind of action scenes um along with that and it's got that political thriller vibe kind of meshed around that as well which makes it super interesting um it's hard to top that because that has such a specific tone versus maybe some of the other ones that are a bit more generic
1: and that and that's so you you obviously mentioned, which I knew was going to come up, so I was preempting this, was that the political thriller, <laughs> political thriller tone, you know? So you're obviously yeah. coming at this and you will come at this whole list from a film appreciation side of things. Whereas I am going to come at it at much more of a comic appreciation side of it. And that just goes yeah. to prove how much they nailed the Winter Soldier as both a, as both it to the movie, like a film, a standalone movie, but also as a comic book movie. Because it hits all the right sides for you into the, like the spy thriller tone with the actors, Robert Redford, the kind of spy versus oh spy God. story. But then it completely hits the comic beats for me because obviously the, the, the Ed Brubaker's run on Captain America brought back the Winter Soldier. Much of the film, most of the film, in fact, is based off that run. And it so perfectly encapsulates uh, Nice pun there, Ross. In capsules. Anyway. Ah, uh, yes.
0: Yeah, filthy <laughs> bastard. Look at you. Look at you, <laughs> you filthy go. Filthy
1: bastard. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it, it just like, it <laughs> it perfectly captures what they were going for and like puts that comic on screen. So it's literally ticking that base, the comic base, but also ticking a, a perfect movie and a movie lover's movie base. And, and much like you, mm. I saw that screening. It was Midnight Show. I remember it was in the cinema by myself. With like, as in, uh, and there was a, a person beside me, sitting right beside me, who I'd never met before. And afterwards, we just talked about it for like 20 minutes. Just about how amazing it was at two o'clock in the morning in in Dublin, in Parnell Street. You don't do that, you know what I mean? Unless you're pretty serious <laughs> about something. Who was it? Oh, I don't know. Just some random I mean, <laughs> I, I think they like, got his number, which is weird, but I mean, I never, obviously, never spoke to him again. Probably deleted <laughs> him from my phone or something because that's weird. That's what stalkers do. But uh... it's just, it is one of those films that really came along when the superhero films, the superhero boom was at its height but the Marvel films oh, yeah. had something to prove they had something to prove against the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises because they had the the grasp you know what I mean? On, on the, the the unique selling point of them being so grounded and the Avengers had come out so the superheroes of so Marvel were really getting that, that formulaic comedy maybe getting a little bit outlandish and Winter Soldier had to do a lot to bring that back but do it in a way that made sense and i think it completely does and visually it's just it's breathtaking
0: Mm, i think a lot of people as well would might be surprised or they themselves might default to like one of the big team-up ones so like any of the avengers for example particularly you know and to be fair the saga was really hitting quite like immeasurable heights with infinity war followed like immediately by um endgame which are incredible achievements just from their from this universe's standpoint but I think that they're not nearly as rewatchable. Like, you wouldn't just sit down and go, Jesus, I'm going to pop on Endgame and enjoy it. It's, just, it's too much of a, of a task of a film to, like, dive into. Um, not just because the films are longer, but just because, you know, there's just so much going on and, it like, they both tee up and end so many other um, plot threads and storylines. Whereas The, the Witcher Soldier is great because you had a really, really solid first entry for Cap. And then this just shifts gears, <laughs> like, from the get-go. And then not only that, but it just the direction it sends Cap in. Like, he's ended, like, S.H.I.E.L.D. is over. He's now kind of aimless. Like, he, he, the villain is this, is this, fucking hell, the villain is this spy who's been roaming around since the 90s with a metal arm, and then it transpires. Like, he, like there's always this mystery and this enigma around him, and then it turns out it's his best friend from World War 2 You're like, what is happening here? Like, just, just getting to that point is exciting. I agree that, the you know, it ends in a bit of a, cgi mash at the end but that is momentary in the whole scheme of the film and not doesn't detract from it it just you know it I, it does fall into that sort of big it,
1: it, it does trope, but I but to a, to an extent that makes sense because like it is the escalation of war i mean you know what i mean if you, if you're somewhere and all of a sudden all these drones start airstriking you i'm pretty sure they look pretty crazy as well so it does it, it doesn't go completely insane you know mm.
0: And I did a very important thing for people who... Like, you're a comic book aficionado, so you understand what Cap is about, what he's capable of, and you know you know far more of a backstory. For people coming in with the... And the only knowledge they have of Cap, really, is to the tune of one movie. And let's be honest, a very unflattering appearance or sort of representation in the first Avengers yeah. film. Like, you're probably not sure what to expect from here, but, like, talk about making Captain America really fucking cool. That elevator scene, for me, just is like okay, this is the kind of guy this actually is. What am I talking about? The fucking boat scene. No parachute. Just rinses a load of guys on a boat just by himself, just kicking and spinning the shield around the place. Unbelievable. Like, it really, it it literally goes, this is where this guy fucking operates now. And it's one of those,
1: because all the other films had a kind of a, a bit of like a ramshackle, rapscallion, Tony Stark type, you know, hero. It took a very serious, straight-laced character and went, this is why they're interesting this is why people like yeah. luke skywalker this is why people like these archetypes that we can still have heroes but they face different challenges maybe you know what I mean morality challenges but they're still heroes
0: and chris evans is super as the the lead That's he's why as outrageous well.
1: as the lead but like i just want to cut one another thing about the comics is that it, it, the comics are always interesting because there's always a difference between team books and individual character books with the individual character books you kind of get more inside the that the characters head and you learn a lot more about them and it's a lot more about their personal life mm. and again like you covered earlier i think that's what this film does this film you can you're grounded more you're more connected to one specific character whereas the team films do like a team book but you just don't get enough or as much anyway as a character focus and i think me and you are similar in that we're both like yeah we like our characters we want to you know learn about the characters that's what we go for
0: yeah, the payoff in the team-up films is because you get films like Winter Soldier to that's give it. them that that's complexity. The,
1: that's exactly it. That's the point I wanted to make.
0: Don't worry, I got you covered. <laughs> okay. Nice. <laughs> I think we made our
1: point pretty, pretty yeah, effectively perfect.
0: If I'm, oh. if I'm, not to be bragging in my own boots here.
1: Who else's boots are you going to brag in? So John Byes. So, now, moving on then. Yeah. So, that's our favourite MCU okay. film. Now, this is one where I think we're going uh-huh. to differ on. So, what's your favourite... Now, I say X-Men movie, but... X Men can include Deadpool, Logan, the X Men movies. They're all kind of fair game. The Foxiverse, I guess.
0: Oh, ooh, 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 ooh. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to. Actually, you know what? I, I, you, I know you have an answer for this. So why don't you? And I know what your one is. Actually, now that I think about it, um, and I think we probably would have differed yeah. there. But um, why don't you start yours while I just.
1: Keep perfection over my head as so I mine even though again there is there is some competition here because look x2 is a great movie logan is a fantastic Correct. movie and um, days of future past is not terrible either but for me it has got to be x-men first class listen to me very carefully my friend killing will not bring you peace peace was never an option Ah. Uh,
0: i knew uh, yeah i and i know you love that film i'll like and it's great so I'm not surprised, but tell us tell us for why you're uh, such
1: so a fan. and I, I know I said my comic book I'm leaning coming from a comic book leanings and a lot of people will have a lot of arguments against this film because it's not so faithful to the comics cuz first the first class of X-Men obviously was Cyclops, Jean, you know I mean Iceman, Beast, Angel and they're not really here. But look, it's an X-Men film which had the bright blue and yellow costumes it had essentially what is a magneto origin story which is just michael fassbender knocks it out of the park as eric <sighs> Lehnsherr. such good casting and it kind of goes to places that the other x-men films maybe didn't which i really like to show you how callous magneto can be but also how great the friendship between patrick's uh, between charles xavier and magneto is and obviously uh uh, what's his name as as Xavier is just James McAvoy James yeah, is ex- excellent and it's just it's just a really feel good film but there's also some brilliant action scenes the scene where Magneto is in the bar con- 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 with, with the, the Germans. Germans and he's talking to them ah, a bit burger <sighs> and then all of a sudden the music kicks in and he just unleashes this fury <laughs> at them. like he's just he's he's frightening he's frightening in this film but I just, I think it's brilliant. I think it kind of captures the kind of funky spirit of what made the X-Men cool at first. There's all the talk about, look, being different is what makes us unique. That's what makes us good and teamwork and friendship. And it's all there. All the kind of tenants of the X-Men universe are there. But again, I can see why people do have problems saying that they're not the actual first class of X-Men. But that for me, you know what I mean? It's already in a universe. Four films in that have already kind of screwed the pooch on that one. So...
0: Yeah, I think, uh, you know and I think, you know, calling it the knife scene there is, is a really good example of how the le- how the less is more is can be... Is, is so relevant in some of those superhero films, how, like, the impactful, tense, more violent scenes can be something as simple as N- Magneto just approaching guys in a bar, and just because the knife is made of metal, he just starts tearing them apart. And it's the way he, like, slowly reveals that he knows who they <laughs> are. And, like, they're just... It's that great level of menace that you don't really get, like... From uh, he's uh, he's an antihero, yeah. I guess. But like that that those moments, to your point, along with Sofia with Charles, amazingly support then the fractured relationship that Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart display in the previous films. So like they do a good job of suggesting how they got to that point with with oh well, like here's how Magneto used to operate by himself. This is what Charles was like, and then when they interacted, they they did elevate each other, but also you could see how their ideologies were so different. That's where the underlying Conflict always. That's why that always yeah, bubbles up the, the irre- irreconcilable then, in the, in the modern films. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a, it's a super film and it's fun. The the teaming up part of it, where they're kind of getting the gang together, and it's kind of groovy because it's in the sixties. And
1: I, I think that's what the other if if, if the ex the other X Men movies were missing anything, it was that sense of fun. And I think X Men First Class has that in spades. It has heart and it has fun. And I needed I needed some kind of campy fun in my X Men films because the others are at are very, very dour and a very serious at times.
0: Oh yeah, my God.
1: So you're, you're up, Rob.
0: I, I'm th- I was thinking about it a I know I, I tend to drift towards really liking Days of Future Past, but it, the way that movie finishes is very frustrating. It, it tries to retrofit and fix a lot of things that do- doesn't really gel for me. Like, there are some incredible scenes in there, like the slow-mo scene, but it's not it's not enough, I think, to carry it. I think for me, the one that I felt like had the most impact for a number of reasons, was I think I'm going to go with Logan, just because I candidly believe, and obviously the MCU has plenty of you know s- strong candidates for this, but I think Hugh Jackman might be the greatest superhero casting there has been in superhero films. He's so, so good at it, and to finish with such a personal um, down-to-earth film that's more of a drama than superhero movie, he was so brave and so different and exciting and we got to see the kind of the wolverine version that had been teased for so long and it's such a it's like a it's like a buddy cop movie as well as like a best friends movie for it's Seaman and patrick stewart as as charles you know off on a road trip just you know obviously they're evading evil but they're together it's almost like a tellman louise where they're like they know they're probably doomed but they're they're driving off anyway to try and just just to do what this one last good thing for this little girl she
1: needs our help you are someone, someone to come along someone, someone has come along I am still right here
0: and uh, the violence really adds to it Jesus, Mary <laughs> and Joseph is it violent which makes sense because when a, when a, guy with, a guy with these indestructible blades in his hands and there's barely a drop of blood in the other films and then <laughs> I, this is just buckets. he is like. chopping people off um, not that that's the only selling point of it but I just think it's complex it's, it's I, I, again I like that sort of stripped back feel where there's it's not just a hundred different characters racing at you from all sorts of different angles and hard to focus on set pieces this is really grounded like, like that western feel almost the way it's it's dirty and it's visceral and everybody's, oh Jesus, everybody's depressed and nothing's going right. But the resolution, there's there's good payoff there and there's there's trauma. I don't know. There's just a, it's so complex in comparison to some of the other tripe that came out of that X-Men.
1: It it has what is probably the single greatest trailer of all time, which is that uh, one with Hurt. The Last with of Us Johnny Cash Hurt. It,
0: the Last of Us trailer. The Last of Us trailer? <laughs> That's, the best, yeah, yeah, I think that was inspired by a very similar Last of Us Oh trailer. wow, I didn't know that. And people did, People did side by side comparisons, and it is very similar because Logan looks like your man Joel from The Last of Us, and then the little girl is basically Ellie. And it's, it's, uncanny. I'm
1: still not going to let that ruin it for me. It is still an amazing trailer.
0: Oh, it doesn't subtract from it. It just, it's, there is, it's amazing the similarities that are there.
1: And because I had, it just had the whole franchise of films behind it, that this was a perfect, it was a perfect ending to Wolverine's tale. And like you said, to finally see him unleashed and like, of course it makes sense because in the world that he's in that he would be unleashed and even some of the things that like Professor Xavier did some horrible things but it's it's just a great redemption story and a great story about oh, yeah. how these characters will always kind of fight and strive on and struggle and just, yeah, I, I really, really loved that movie as well to be honest.
0: Oh, and like your feeling for him and Charles like at every second like because like they're just old and they're broken and like he's an alcoholic and he's depressed and then there's these incredible moments, like the movie builds a factory. I think movies are, are I, I like it when it's not all bonkers action, like say like a Michael Bay bloodbath. It's more, there's these great character drama moments the whole way through, and then there's this really tall kind of striking action sequence that's not necessarily massive in scale, but just so effective in terms of, you know.
1: How visceral it is as well.
0: Yeah, like, you know, when he's having, when Charles is having the seizure and everybody's frozen and Logan is the one that's strong enough to claw, literally claw his way to the hotel room to save everybody? Like, he's about to basically melt everybody's brains because he's forcing everybody to be frozen still and he's, like, he's taking out guys as he's doing it, sort of struggling and I, it, that sequence for me was so tense. Like, I felt like I was holding my breath. That it was that effective. Like, I, I, that, that's, that movie for me It left so many kind of specific memories and like just great moments, you know, and character and shocking
1: moments—moments well. moments, moments I did not see coming—that I was genuinely like, "Oh, ho- holy shit!" Like that—that that actually just happened. Oh, yeah. And just a great send off to Professor Xavier, a great send off to, Lo- to to Logan.
0: Two guys acting everybody else under the or table constantly um, like it's insane how good they are particularly as a pairing
1: and so obviously it was based on a comic called old man logan it's almost nothing like it because that film or that comic is all about bloody venomized dinosaurs and red skull taking over the world and making wolverine kill all the x-men <laughs> but again you want to talk about grounded stories <laughs> i think I logan is grounded as well in that way we were talking about captain america logan grounds wolverine's story and tells it in a way that we can all relate to even the whole that scene when he's trying to pull his claw out of his hand the full way because it won't his 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 healing factor is failing him there's like pus on his claws hands and everything
0: yeah it's it's almost like he's arthritic yeah it's it's so which is which you're just not used to seeing for a guy like who's always the one that like heals and is like just is back to normal yeah, no, I think it's some great stuff yeah, in there.
1: You feel it. Okay, um, I look, oh, I love yeah. that film as well, to be honest. So I'm I'm okay with your pick. Great. Here oh, is another one I think we're going to disagree on slightly. So what is your favorite Batman movie? So again, this can contain animated oh. if you want. contains obviously all the Tim Burton ones, Christopher Nolan ones, whatever you want to go for. Mm.
0: Ooh, 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 Look, i i can't not say it it's it, obviously it's the obvious choice but for me it was just insane and that it, like it was it was it uh, was it was both a shock to the system and then it, it shaped me as to as a person for the rest of my life uh, so i'm gonna have to go with uh, batman forever
1: that, 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 that. i gotta no, be no, honest I'm man kidding. i, I would have been okay with that decision <laughs> I, all right god God bless rest I, in peace I, that, Joel that, that, schumacher died, died quite recently Jerk! What yeah, did he? Just just uh, two weeks ago, I think it was, or last week even.
0: You're you're joking! Mm.
1: I did not know that. Aww. Falling down, he directed. It's a great film as well. But go on.
0: Yeah, he's actually his. season he's in, like political thrillers and stuff that are great. I think he's. It is the superhero stuff didn't suit him. I don't think. Like, but he is the guy that famously brought in bat nipples and the back credit card. Wow, what a guy! Oh, the, the poor fellow. I didn't realize that. Oh, I'm kind of rattled. Now I feel like I should pick Batman forever but I won't. I'm sticking with hmm. what I I know that most people would agree with and that's um The, the Dark Knight. I'm going to have to go with The Dark Knight.
1: Where do we begin? A year ago these uh cops and lawyers wouldn't dare cross any of you.
0: I mean, what happened? Just cuz I rewatched it all. And that, to be fair, I'm going to I'm going to say um I know some people are big fans of the the Burton ones. Ugh, they have an age as well for me. The The Batman Begins is also is, is excellent and a very, very, very close second. But I'm going to give it to The Dark Knight, just in terms of rewatchability and just being, I think, in The Dark Knight, you kind of reap the rewards of the build-up on this foundation that was laid by Batman Begins so you could really enjoy the Batman character that they had developed by that point. Um, what about you? What, what's your favourite one?
1: Um, so yeah, I'll give you a second to, to, to talk about it after this. But my one, and again, this is because I'm coming from maybe a comic book leanings and because obviously I grew up with the Tim Burton ones too, but my favourite Batman film is Batman Begins. If you
0: make yourself more than just a man, then you become something else entirely. Which a legend, Mr.
1: Wayne. And I, I will... The, I the so. kind of... The, the reason it, it sits above The Dark Knight is... is look, I, I mean, The Dark Knight has a much better villain there's probably a more cohesive story to it. I, I get all that, and it's a more realized world and all that, and it, obviously it's it's has Batman Begins to rely on, so it already has that covered. But oh. when the first 20 minutes of Batman Begins are essentially perfect, and when I was watching that film, after seeing those other kind of Batman movies and whatever they were, watching those first 20 minutes, and Batman isn't even in any of it. Batman doesn't come in until like an hour in, I was fucking gripped. Couldn't believe how good what I was watching was. I remember that that scene where they're on the ice and he's getting trained and some of the shots and some of the music. I'm like, this is... Batman didn't have to ever come into the film and I was watching one of the greatest films I'd ever seen. So that alone for what that film had to do. I mean, like you could somewhat argue well, I mean, I had really no expectations to beat, but I would say the opposite, because people held the Tim Burton films with such such reverence, this one had to fucking come out with a the primordial soup that was the Batman and Robin like.
0: Oh, I know, but I mean there was, there was the only way was up, I feel, from that, that that floor that they were sitting on after Batman and Robin. Um but I do agree, like I think one great example of like how invested they were in just getting the backstory of Bruce Wayne and how he became Batman is they were the trailer they released, we've talked about this before. It, it, it just shows clips and scenes from that 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 first half an hour for the most part or bits that you like there's nothing telling to suggest that it's a batman film in yeah like trailer.
1: if it wasn't called batman begins and somebody just showed you the first yeah
0: and it's just it, it's that incredible effect where you're like oh i remember t- watching that and thinking well, what's this christian and there's a like, Neeson, what's going on here and then it's like bam it's like bam Be- it does the bats thing where like the you know the shape of them they fly by and then it reveals the logo and you're like you fucking kidding me that that's a Batman <laughs> film? That that, that that what have you
1: done? Like what? The,
0: I've just, like you're just blindsided by it. I mean, and it's one of those things where you know people say, "Oh, I don't want another origin story." I'm like, if you can make it interesting, I I'm not like, giving the origin story. Make it like tell me how they got there. I want if to know. This is
1: the origin stories. Give me just origin stories. You know, if, if, as long as they're not the, yeah. If, if yeah. they're
0: all of this, if they're all of this caliber, absolutely do. Now I will with you that like it really is excellent and it, it because it takes that time to, to before he gets to batman it, it, it accomplishes two very effective things one you realize oh it's plausible this is how he got to where he is this is why he <laughs> dresses up like a bat this is this is why he has the skills he needs this is why he has this understanding as like a ninja and a warrior and also then has the complexity of like just his own i guess intelligence plus the resources of of you know when enterprises to so like it makes it plausible that he could be this person, but also the dovetail to that is that it makes it doubly satisfying and incredibly satisfying when he finally is Batman and dons the suit, and it's all fully realised. You know, he's he's done the testing, he's got to that final version that he's happy with. To, that s- film. to
1: slightly misquote the Superman original Superman movie logo, you'll believe a man can dress like a bat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but like he like that freight container scene, then that we get to. Where he's just—it's fear, like he's scaring the shit out of the guy. They don't know where he is, and then you get that incredible reveal where he like rips your man out of the car, and he's just like, oh, "I'm Batman." That the payoff was because they spent an hour building up to that point. So like, it's pure character development and origin.
1: That's and worthwhile. Even, and I think it gets often overlooked, but Killian Murphy's Scarecrow, is excellent in that movie. <sighs> that guy is a chameleon. I love, I love that guy. Good chameleon old Murphy, chameleon Murphy. <laughs> 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 Ooh, good old Irish man, though himself.
0: He is indeed Cork man.
1: I didn't realize he was from Cork. Yeah,
0: he is. Well, there fair you go. play to him. Take that.
1: But I can, I can see, I can completely see. He's not in Take That, is he, Anna? And um, I can see why you would say the Dark Knight. And I can completely understand. There's so much about that film. I mean, the Joker is incredible. There's no, there's no denying it. Well, yeah. it's, I, it for me, it eclipses. Still eclipses the joker in the portrayal in that film the joker i think they're so different and all that they're they're a little bit hard to compare but i just i prefer this one so much more i think it's the on-screen presence is there i think you need a batman alongside a joker to make it work because i think they're opposites that's they need each other i just love everything about that film everybody forgets about christian bale's performance and all that but he's still great in it even aaron eckhart his two-face even he is brilliant in it gary oldman is just plays the everyman <sighs> perfectly. It's the pitch perfectly, like.
0: So, he's, like, he's, yeah, he's kind of the us in the film, just, like, trying to buy like, just, like, frustrated, ex- exasperated, just the family man who just, you know, he's sick of all the, like, the, the dressing-up bullshit and, like, the corrupt politicians and these wild villains. He's just like, I just want to get through the day and, like, but trying to do the right thing. But you're right, actually, I think Aaron Eckhart actually might be a little bit looked over because of how dominant you know the hero is and obviously then of course Heath Ledger who is just extraordinary and he set the precedence for all these other wacky like really over the top and like um method approaches that were then taken for, for for like you know joker iterations after that like he set the tone there what, what you know what, what
1: was not, not of. quite not quite the tone of uh, Jared Leto sending dead rats and used condoms to the other actors but i mean oh, that's so, so fucking yeah, but that, stupid. Guy is that stupid. annoys me because he
0: that's like that's not myth. that's not that, that's meth get, acting I, does he understand <laughs> yeah, that's, just like I, oh, that annoyed me anyway we're not gonna dwell on that bollocks You've seen,
1: have you seen Blade Runner 2049 I was yes. watching it there it was actually on earlier and it went down like he's in the film for about 15 minutes and honestly the film just dips instantly when he comes on screen he <laughs> serves no purpose and he just walks off screen again and that's, that's his bit done
0: his character is actually, I realize it's just, in that, it's just a vehicle to introduce the android from the previous... Oh, 100%. It's ...done incredibly well, by the way. Sorry, not the... not the, not the, not android, the Replicant. The, fucking, the Replicant, which is done really well. That movie is that's great, brilliant. by the way. That, brilliant. That is, that is so good. But we won't... That's, that that's is great for another day. day. Uh, but, you know, I just think the Dark Knight benefits from that incredible stuff that the, the Batman Begins set up. So, like, we enjoy it because of it. And that means we can languish... And really just be fully invested in right we know that that, that's what the Batman is that means we get to enjoy this villain in like to such to to such an extent that like it's such a battle of wits and physicality at different times so like you've got these incredible characters and then of course they like live in this world that's fully realized now they've kind of settled into what they want the Gotham to look and feel like which they've done a very fact it's like this it's less kind of gothic-y like they kind of delved into that a little bit in the Batman Begins, but they decided, no, it's just this fully realized, uh, just this this huge, like Judge Dread level, super city kind of metropolis thing that they're like, you know, like a, like a, like it's like Chicago, but like three yeah, times a And the they're just like, you know what, there is a gothic I,
1: sector, but it's not everywhere. Just the yeah, with it.
0: Yeah, but but it's just, but you're, you're so, you feel like that, like it matches the characters and the tone and everything. And then of course, because they have that world built, then they have these incredible, like legendary set pieces built around it like to think of this like so many incredible moments between obviously the the very famous uh, truck flip but like just the the just the chase in the tunnels with the tumbler and um, the, the hospital destruction the like the bloody bit where he takes he gets lao out of his own building in Hong excellent excellency by, by escaping like like really inventive stuff and stuff that like shows you how as one man Batman would do it like how he how is he supposed to to do this well this is how he would do it because he has the equipment and the tools to do it and the intelligence and like just how that story kind of works its way towards that finale is just incredible for me and like there's like you can lean in from a comic book perspective I think they do a great job of like um, just teasing like Christopher Nolan doesn't like to lean in too heavily on like the more wackier side of the comics but he teases things or gives them his own interpretation of like this is the real world interpretation of these comic book traits that Batman is famous for like the glowing eyes he's like actually it's these it's these lenses that he puts over his cowl that allow him to like see things like in you know, like the sort of sonar yeah, and thing, look, I, I, which leans into the bat like that's really clever well, everybody, stuff everybody,
1: people don't seem to like that bit and everybody gives out about the, the, the voice that he puts on but it's it's all these things that make sense of the kind of yeah in that and world
0: they, and they've justified it because they've gotten and the character batman needs the to previous be previous like.
1: film he obviously needs to speak in a different voice because otherwise people will say well that's bruce wayne that's the point you know yeah I mean? exactly i don't i don't
0: apparently that was christian bale's idea he he was that like basically landed in the gig he came in and did that and they're like oh wow we didn't think about that that's really clever and then obviously he's a great actor so like well this is a no-brainer
1: i just i just I, and there's lots uh-huh. like you said about the comic leanings is that it actually it simplifies a lot of the relationship that existed between batman and joker and kind of i, I think it, it set the stage for like look it doesn't really matter who the joker is anything like that just what matters is is the opposite it's that batman is one side joker is the other order and chaos that's what the, that's what the important thing about this relationship is and even little things like character dying but batman not killing them like at the end he doesn't kill 2 Face, but obviously he does die that later plays an important role stuff like that it's like it's okay to deviate from the comics when it makes sense i remember i was watching this
0: yeah like he, they wanted it to be a they wanted it to be a realistic world so that's they tried to you know draw you know, kind of balance on that line as best as they could Of like we want to draw from the comic book lore but in our own world that we've yeah. created here. And that's, the, it all builds on itself. I'm fine with that. Yeah, I'm
1: absolutely fine. As long oh, as of it, course,
0: that's why people yeah. like it because they can like, it's tangible to them.
1: Also, I would just like to highlight because I said Batman Begins is better. I That's a thing. I think The Dark Knight is great and all that, but again, it, it owes so much of a debt to what Batman Begins did that it wouldn't be the film mm-hmm. it is without Batman Begins. So I find it hard to separate the two. I do find it hard to separate yeah. the trilogy because they're so close. They're all so close in quality to each other.
0: Yeah, they they build on the character each time in an interesting way, in a different way. So, like, it's always novel. Oh, and it's just cool. The gadgets and the the bike chasing, and it's just, everything is so well thought out. That it, like it, every, every, one thing just leads to the next very effectively. I just and there's uh, even
1: really there's even really funny comedic beats and parts. There's one part where the Joker like he like slaps slaps one of the, the the bad guys with like a money or a pile of money or something. There's just little funny bits that you're like, okay, that is still the humorous Joker as oh, well. Yeah. And of course,
0: oh, I like, I like the banter between Michael Caine and Christian is excellent. excellent as well. Like they're they're ha- they're having a great time. Like one of my favorite lines in the whole film has to be where um they're like the, he's got he's decided he's gonna. To declare himself as Batman, Bruce Wayne, will, and then of course he says to Alfred, like, a, or Alfred says to him, "I suppose you're gonna throw me in as well as your accomplice." And he just goes, "I'm gonna tell him the whole thing was your idea." Like that's they're about to resign the character that they've worked so hard to protect, and that's the banter they're having. It's that's, but it's so yeah,
1: but me. it's so because they're actually friends because that's a relationship that's yeah, established. And you believe it? Yeah,
0: yeah. No, it's character-driven, story-based, world-building, the whole thing all like lends itself to the the like the believability of the story even the pencil
1: trick of course let me show you a magic trick kills a bad guy and goes ta-da it's perfect perfect (laughs) character perfect pitch perfect character moments that's what it is and that's why i i love love that film as well as i said Mm. those films are so close to each other but just Batman begins still because of the feeling it left with me will always just slightly edge out the other two because i do love
0: to be fair yeah that that it was such a launch pad by comparison to what had come before oh, it before. Well.
1: and i do so... love rises as well don't get me wrong people tend to to knock oh, that yeah. a lot and i'm like it doesn't deserve to knock on it gets
0: certainly now in comparison to the comic book tripe we've gotten scenes. well that's
1: that's what oh, jesus christ yeah i'm sure it'll be more on that later um but rob we have so i have loads more on this list to ask but you know what mm let's let's because we've covered the big ones we've covered x-men we've covered mcu we've covered the we've major covered ones. batman i think that's a nice it's a nice place to just kind of leave it now for the for this episode but we will 100 yeah. percent come back in the future because i've got a, i've got some great ones on this list to cover and ones that i think will yield interesting answers so
0: mm. i think to be honest we we like these those ones are the big questions that we <laughs> i know you and i are really struggling just to keep to stop talking about pretty those much things, but it's they're it's it's very difficult when it's like that broad when you talk about the particularly when we're talking about mcu versus you know other batman like with batman films it's it's hard not to just over explain yourself as to for why, a pod for a,
1: <laughs> why we hold them in such yeah, high things, yeah even, but for a podcast like ours that does films and comic book films i think it's important to know those ones about us you know what i mean i think they're key films
0: Oh they're, oh, they're extremely key. That's extremely
1: key. God damn it. That's a thing I need to put on that bingo sheet. A hundred percent is a thing I need to put on that card. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Look, hopefully people have, have played along. It's not quite over yet because Rob... Hmm
0: i'm definitely interested to hear what you know other people's submissions are what people think are are their favorite mcu bits their their favorite x-men's their favorite batman's and and that's kind
1: of as well why i wanted to keep it small just for this episode because i want people to now let us know your favorite your favorite x-men film your favorite batman film and your favorite mcu film because you know there's there's lots and lots of things we can say there but at least if we keep it small people will be able to give us their thoughts as well so, yes, please do so. Please let us know on Twitter or email us or whatever. We will read out some lists and stuff like that and some, some opinions on the next uh, episode. But, Rob, where can people find us?
0: Oh, of course, of course. If they want to send us this stuff, they need to bloody well know where we are. Oh, my God. We will help. So, uh, yes, we have uh, a lot of different places. Uh, the main ones for listening would be um, Spotify. Uh, Apple Podcasts, um, SoundCloud, of course. I think that I said SoundCloud. It's, it's SoundCloud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I've still got Joker on the brain here. Um, there's Podtail. There you go, yeah. Bingo. <laughs> um, I knew you were going
1: to say it. Uh,
0: yeah. <laughs> what else have we got? I, basically, anywhere where there's a there's a good podcast. I know we we a big one we're a fan of is Podchaser, and then the Pod Nation group on Podchaser that we we're, we're members of. There, you can check us out there um obviously we've got the the website as well that's cap understands um dot com specifically the twitter account to pair with that like a fine wine is at cap understands on twitter uh, which is curated ever so lovingly by ross chapman uh what else have we got oh uh, we've, there's an email address if you feel like emailing is the way to go you do the lads at cap understands dot uh, com that'll get to us as well how fun is that um I, that that's that's the guts that, of it. That is, that is buddy, the guts of
1: it. I think you've you've yet again you've knocked it out of the park, Rob. So well done. <laughs> um, there's you. definitely a few more bingo things there for sure. So that's good. Oh my so. god! I think I did all. I the think so. Room. People are going to be drunk that's, by the end of this. That's episode. a good thing. That's a good thing because I am, yeah, and I'm yeah. not. I only had the one time. So okay. Um, yeah, look, everybody, thanks for listening. Keep on tuning in, keep on listening. Let us know your thoughts about those films. Keep on keeping on. Let us know your your thoughts on the bingo and play along and send us in some stuff. Uh I guess, really, at this point, all <sighs> that's left to say is that I have been
0: Ross. And I have been Rob. And uh, this has been I understood the reference. Thanks so much Sláinte. for listening. Have a great Cheers. old day. Slancha. to your coach wily out.
1: Ha ha ha!